start by being honest with ourselves. As a nation, for decades, we were perfectly happy to write off whole neighborhoods, whole cities, whole generations of young men and women. As long as it was an inner city problem, an urban problem, which is to say, a black people problem, a brown people problem. Send them to prison, into a system from which they'll never return. Maybe now, now that it's really come home to roost, now that it's the high school quarterback, your next door neighbor, your son, your daughter, now that grandma's as likely to be a junkie as anybody else, we'll accept that there has never been a real war on drugs. War on drugs implies an us versus them. And all over this part of America, people are learning there is no them. There is only us. And we're going to have to figure this out together. Hello, Baltimore. My name is Tyrone Bost, owner of BPPW Heating and Cooling. And welcome to our show, Call Tyrone. I'm here with my millennial co-host, my African-American history and cultural gangsters, Leroy Myers, graduate student and teaching assistant at the University of Oklahoma. His area of study is the dynamics of African-American and Native American history. Say hello, Leo, Leroy. Uh, hey, happy Monday, everybody. Okay, Leroy is, is currently in Oklahoma, and so the, the word is getting out across the country. Okay, so as people listening to Oklahoma right now, you know as we speak. And, and also, my other millennial is Zachary Leacock, social media entrepreneur who majored in audio production, radio, TV, and film at Howard University. He is a socially conscious vegan and a producer of the Channel 10 Podcast, a podcast featuring interviews with pioneering rap artists. How's it going, Baltimore? Good afternoon. Okay. So I'm, I'm here with my dream team, my posse, and uh, my millennial gangsters, information gangsters. <laughs> and um, today, uh, people, what we're going to talk about is, is Trump, is uh, Donald Trump and the Donald Trump phenomena. A lot of people seem to be, you know, shocked that Donald Trump is doing so well. And I, I think we've been in very deep denial of Donald Trump from the get-go. I mean, black people have been anyway. Um, and first of all, yeah, most of the black people that I spoke to in reference to Donald Trump, and I believe it or not, it's actually black people that's what, saying they're going to vote for Trump. Uh, these are middle-class black people. I was at, a, at an affair, you know, uh, um, uh, uh, at the beginning of the year, and they were saying how they they were willing to, to vote for Trump and all this kind of stuff. So what I want to do is, is try to um, expel, I mean, or, or the myths about Donald Trump and also um, convey to you the dangers of dealing um, with, <laughs> with Donald, a Donald Trump presidency, you know. And this is not knee-jerk stuff. This is stuff that... Uh, you know, that, 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 you know, if you're just an observer or, or you read anything about Trump's life, it's scary to, to think that he might be the next president. And, and by the way, we're due a Republican president because in the past 60 years or so, we've never had uh, more than two terms of a Democrat. Okay. You get two terms of a Democrat and then you get a Republican. Okay. So that's the way it's been rolling for the past few years. And we've had more Republicans terms than, than, than Democrats, by the way. So don't think it's not possible for Donald Trump to be president of the United States. I mean, I've heard people say, well, you know, he's just, um, that's just polls. When people go to the to the um, polling booth, they're going to um, change their mind and they're going to realize that he's crazy and they're not going to vote for him. That's nonsense. And I told, I was telling people that from the get-go. Nonsense. When people, when people say they're going to vote for Trump, they mean they're going to vote for Trump. And, um, you know, and, and uh, Rit, Rit, Mitt Romney, by the way, tried to uh, convince people, of all people, Try to convince uh, 
people not to vote for Donald Trump. Now, if you know anything about Mitt Romney, Mitt Romney um, made a statement in regards to when he was running for president and behind closed doors to his billionaire friends. Okay, and um, he didn't know anybody was listening. Um, somebody actually secretly taped it on their cell phone because you got cell phones nowadays. People do miraculous things with their cell phones, and they taped uh, they uh, taped his conversation of what Mitt Romney was saying. And what Mitt Romney pretty much did is he said it was not his job to worry about poor people. That's what Mitt Romney said behind closed doors to his billionaire friends who were his contributors to his campaign. He said, it's not my job to worry about poor people. You know, they believe they are entitled to health care, to food, to housing. Okay, now I'm sure Mitt Romney thinks he's entitled to health care, food, and housing. But apparently he doesn't think poor people are entitled to that. And he said, like, 47% of these people, they weren't paying taxes. They're like 47%. The figure was wrong because, actually, it's uh, what was what's happened is uh, you have you have about approximately 80% of households that actually pay taxes and uh, in some way, shape, or fashion. You have 56% pay income taxes. Then you have 26% that make so less money that they are exempted from income taxes, but they do pay Social Security and they pay uh, Medicare taxes, Okay. And then you got you got ten percent of the people that actually are retirees, and um, you know, you, and others that are exempt from the um, the income tax. And then and, and based on the uh, some of the, the Bush tax cuts uh, that were that were offered up before. So so that is that was a myth. And but let's let's dispel another myth: the myth of uh, Donald Trump being a self-made man. <laughs> okay, uh, there's a whole look. Donald Trump is no, in no way, shape, or fashion a self-made man. Okay, that is a complete myth. Okay, he his father Fred Trump was a um, uh, a real estate uh, guy, and he was going he was struggling during the depression. And what he was able to do is revive his business by by building houses from government loans, FHA loans, for these houses. He was able to to build a bunch of houses in, in uh, New York, okay, and revive his business based on as much as they rail against government help for the poor or anybody that's not a billionaire. His father actually. Got his wealth from government programs from the Federal Housing Administration during the Depression, and during World War II. By the way, uh, they built, uh, uh, they constructed houses on the East Coast with H A H with in the H F H A program too for naval personnel during World War II, close to the naval bases. They were constructing houses. So by the time Fred Trump died in 1999, he was able to leave his son. Um, anywhere they don't know what it is because I guess Trump isn't telling anybody. Anywhere for forty million, two hundred million dollars. Okay, and by the way, Forbes says that Trump's actual wealth, according to Forbes magazine, is two point six billion. And Donald Trump tells everybody, I know he's telling everybody he's worth ten billions and whatever, whatever he's saying. So let's not um, be fooled by this this self made myth. And this man is very dangerous. One of the main reasons he's dangerous is uh, something called a nuclear bomb. Okay, okay, we got. <laughs> <laughs> and what we have, we, what we still have in this world is something called mutually assured destructions. That's, it's called MAD, a policy called MAD. That means if you blow me up, I'll blow you up. And that's what stopped us from going to war with Russia all these years. Okay? A smart president understands that, that you don't attack Russia because you're not going to win. The last uh, couple empires that attacked Russia, uh, France and um, um, Napoleon, Napoleonic France and uh, uh, Germany, Nazi Germany, they no longer exist. Okay? So you don't... <laughs> In a war with Russia, nobody's going to win, all right? And it will become nuclear sooner or later. And, and by the way, the nuclear bombs they got now, the Hiroshima bomb, that the, the, the bomb that leveled Hiroshima, 
That was like 15 kilotons of uh, TNT. Okay, the biggest nuclear bomb exploded, I think, was exploded by Russia, and that was 50 megatons. That's a hydrogen bomb, 50 megatons, a million, 50 million tons of TNT. Not f- the one in, in um, uh, Hiroshima, again, that was traveling in Japanese, was 15,000 tons of TNT. Now, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to understand that 50 million tons of TNT is a lot more than 15 kilotons or 15,000 tons of TNT. Don't take a rise time to figure that out. That's what Donald Trump's going to be in charge of, by the way, when he's getting tough with Putin and all that stuff, telling Putin he better not back down. Zach, you like you want to say something. <laughs> um, you know, it's uh, definitely scary when you think about it in uh, those terms. Um, you know, the president is the, um, the figurehead or, you know, actually the head of the military. And, um, you know, the decisions that, that he chooses to make will definitely have worldwide uh, impacts. Um, and that's one of the um, things that we need to think about, um, you know, when it comes to even allowing this person to, you know, get this close to the, the office. And a lot of times when it comes to the military, it's the um, more impoverished people or people who don't have um, as much opportunity who join the military in order to, to find a better life for themselves. And then they end up you know, maybe being maimed or injured or killed um, on the battlefield somewhere. Um, so that's definitely something to, um, y- you know, take into consideration uh, with Trump as well, um, especially with a lot of his get tough rhetoric. Yeah, absolutely. And it amazes me how some of these these uh, Republican candidates that never served any time in the military. Oh, my God, they're the biggest war hawks. They spent most of their li- life duck the military service. Now they're the biggest, including Trump. And Trump had like several deferments. One was for education. One he said his leg hurt or some uh, some some nonsense. And um, he can't produce the papers or anything. But he said his foot hurt and he couldn't join or whatever. Now he's the toughest guy of, of, for the use of military in the world. He wanted to be commander in chief. Something that he w- he was running away from the whole time. You know, at least Barack Obama isn't trying to out here start a war. You know, he's never served in the military. But but you know, true to form, he's not out here trying to start a war right. either. And not trying to be a tough guy with the military with other people's children. By the way. So we got to be very careful for that. If that for no other reason, uh, for the end of the world is, is a very important reason. But there's several why Donald Trump shouldn't be president of, of the United States. And Mitt Romney, by the way, saying that Donald Trump, uh, that, that Donald, you know, trying to say bad things about Donald Trump is like Dracula trying to tell you to watch out for the Wolfman. You know, it's like Dracula knocking on your door saying, "Oh, the Wolfman trying to get you." What Dracula's really trying to do is he don't want the Wolfman to eat you up, and he, so he won't be able to suck your blood. So it's not like he's your friend. It's just that, you know, it's like uh, the Republicans, it's not that they like you. It's that they don't, they can't control Donald Trump. And the appeal of Donald Trump, and I'm going to say it, (laughs) this is the appeal of Donald Trump. The appeal of Donald Trump is that he can pretty much say what a lot of white people, (laughs) not all, but a lot of white people wish they could say and get away with it. But Donald Trump can say it because nobody can fire him. Nobody can take a basketball team from him, you know. So Donald Trump is empowered to say what he wants to say, and you just got to like it. <laughs> because what are you going to do about it? You can't fire the man. He got 10, according to him, he's got $10 billion in the bank, and he don't work for nobody. So, I mean, and he don't have no basketball team for you to take from him, like y'all did with Donald Sterling. So Donald Trump feels empowered to say what he wants to say, and, and if you don't like it, that's too bad. He even enjoys it when you don't like it. Um, Leroy? Um, you? Yeah, you know, uh, you know, go- going back to this, uh, to Trump's base and the fact that he's really, you know, he's really playing on the whole concept of the silent majority, uh, which is something that we know that, uh, President Nixon, uh, did, uh, really well in the 70s. 
And then also, if you look at um, Trump's base and how old they are, and it's been estimated by uh, by the Hoover Institute that most of his uh, uh, excuse me, most of his base is around sixty five or older. So when you think about the race, the, the racist sentiment that a lot of them have, especially some in South Carolina, around sixteen percent, a lot of it uh, begins to make sense. Yeah, yeah, and um, I see the boards lighting up. So if you got, you want to call in, it's 410 410-481-1010. 410-481-1010. Hold, hold on, Zach, before, okay. we, before we get to that. Um, the one, when you were saying, uh, Leroy, about his base, mm-hmm. <laughs> some of his base are actually white supremacists, in right. case anybody right. hasn't noticed, all right? And uh, Trump was asked point blank, point blank, three times, to the, it, it, what he denounced the KKK and David Duke. He claims that he didn't know anything about David Duke. Okay, that was his answer. <laughs> and if anybody don't have never heard of David Duke, please call me and then and, and let me know you never heard of him. But I'm gonna tell you what David Duke is, and this is all you need to know about David Duke was a grand imperial wizard, the grand cyclops of the KKK, the Ku Klux Klan. All right. In case you don't know what the Ku Klux Klan is, the Ku Klux Klan was an organization formed after the Civil War to basically deny. Um, Black people their rights, you know, because we they had passed things like the Fourteenth Amendment and the Fifteenth Amendment and the Reconstruction Act to, to to protect newly free blacks from people, um, you know, stopping them from progressing in society. And the Klan rose up. We matter of fact, after the Civil War, we had like uh, sixteen congressmen from the South in in the Congress. Sixteen, okay. And uh, when when the Klan emerged after Reconstruction ended, they pretty much put a stop to that. They stopped. They took away all our voting rights and everything else. And um, the Klan is responsible for all kinds of egregious uh, things. They, they've uh, killed at least, well, there were like uh, 3,000 lynchings of, 3,700 lynchings of black people in the United States from, from around 19, uh, I mean, 1870 to, to 1968. And the Klan was responsible for a lot of those lynchings. And some of the people that died, by the way, Malcolm X's father was killed by the KKK. His father was a Baptist minister and a Gaviite. He believed in Marcus Garvey's uh, philosophies, and he was an outspoken Baptist minister. He didn't play. And uh, they found his body on a trolley truck, uh, train track, and they believed that the KKK killed him. They had to move several times, by the way, because of his father's activism. And um, they, they ended up um, getting their house burned down, and they finally moved somewhere where he ended up getting killed by the KKK. They also killed those four girls in um, the 60th Street Baptist Church. They, the KKK was supposed for that. And uh, it was a uh, dynamite Bob or something that worked for the KKK. Uh, the the freemen, the three free, the freemen that were killed, Cheney Goodman and, and uh, Schreiner, Schreiner, uh the Freedom Riders, they were they were uh, killed by the KKK. And, and probably Dr. King, they probably had some white supremacists kill him, by the way, too. Um, so I don't think that the KKK has been a harmless organization towards black people. And for somebody not to be able to denounce them. With no problem. That's that is a. I think that is a very serious problem that black people should look at and understand. Right, and um, also, you know, uh, Trump, he claimed to you know have no knowledge of David Duke um, when asked about him, but uh, you know, previously in two thousand, uh, Donald Trump was considering a presidential run, and he was going to run um, as part of the Reform Party, which was a split from the Republican Party. And uh, was the party of uh, Ross Perot um, in the 90s. And he actually um, decided not to run because he didn't want to be associated with some of the people um, who were involved in the Reform Party, one of those being David Duke. So he previously uh, uh, repudiated David Duke, but uh, 
uh, you know, all of a sudden now he doesn't, you know, know anything about it. And it takes him some days. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So. So um, that just shows that he is playing into uh, this whole white supremacist faction and, you know, getting them all riled up. Um, and, you know, he's benefiting from their support. And uh, that's definitely dangerous. OK, let's take a couple callers. OK, uh, first up on the line, we have Theodore. How's it going, Theodore? Yes. Good evening. Good, good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, I'm afternoon Theodore. conversation and you brought us a very salient point. But I'd like to ask you something. You know, if, if I walked up to one of you all, Spit in your face. What would you do? I'd probably kick your ass up. That's the exact same I'll, I'll thing. I'll say that there, but that's what would happen. That's the exact same thing when Republicans <laughs> are doing when they change the ID laws. They don't care if people died. And by the way, you talk about the civil rights workers. Uh, they don't tell you this. Cheney, the black guy, he was tortured before they killed him. They killed the Jewish guys and shot him in the head. They beat Cheney up so bad you couldn't even tell he had a face. So when you're talking about that, you need to bring that to the fore, just like the Jewish people, our Jewish brothers do when they talk about the well, Holocaust. Second of all, Donald uh, Trump's uh, father um, left him 42,000 apartments what? in New York right, right, City. Right, right, he right. had five deferments. And mm-hmm. you've got to remember, gentlemen, although you may be you Christians and you've got to love everybody, you don't like what they do. Hate drives people. And as long as you've got a presidential candidate disrespecting me, and you, by saying our president does not belong in that office because he wasn't born in this country. That tells you, if Mr. Obama, let's say, is one of the best of us, how do you think he feels about you if he talks about like that about Mr. Obama? But yet, notice this, Mr. Trump will not show his birth certificate. And by the way, gentlemen, that's not his real name. He changed his name. And they have something, and I'd like you all to look it up on the computer, that they have something in so-called conservatives called, they're calling for a convention of the states. They want to go and have, look in the, one article in the Constitution, how do you change the Constitution? They're trying to get a convention up to change things. One of the things they want to change is the 14th Amendment that gave us either voting or civil rights. What, look, at, look that up, Convention of the States. And they took a poll fairly recently, and they had 20% of the, the voters in one of the states that Trump won. What things don't you, didn't you like about the government and history? They said 20% of them didn't like and would repeal if they had the chance the Emancipation Proclamation. That tells you exactly what you feel. Yeah. Now, Theo, I'm not saying. Go ahead and conclude. Go ahead, conclude. Theo, go ahead and conclude. Make your point. Go ahead and oh, conclude. I'm we not other saying calls. you get everything from the Democrats, but the thing is. The Democrats, they are for working people, they are for unions. You'll notice Republicans talk about privatizing. When I privatize something, I can fire you because you won't lay down with me. You, you, won't, let, you won't go out with me. With the government that gives you rights and, and collective bargaining gives you rights, the Republicans are against that. And when they talk about bringing jobs overseas, don't let him lie to you. He's not going to force these companies because in this state, Robert Ehrlich refused to sign a bill that said, buy U.S. by Maryland. Republicans won't sign that. Right, right, absolutely. So, and so, Donald Trump used illegal aliens to build his uh, Trump Towers. Um, you go, go, go ahead and conclude it. we got to move on. My conclusion is that be wise with your vote, and there's no under overestimating the stupidity of certain segments of the voting public. Absolutely. And, on, and tragically, there's no overestimating the, e- the, the, the ego and the lack of That's self-esteem you got among black people who vote for people who openly tell you that they disrespect you. Well, H.L. Mencken said, said something similar to what you're saying. He said, nobody ever went broke underestimating the intelligence. 
of the American public. And okay. another thing, anytime <laughs> so, you see... And he was an avowed racist, by the way. Um, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you thank for your you. time. Okay, next up on the line, we have Ernest. How's it going, Ernest? Yeah, good. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. In reference to good government Cheney and swearing, a, now I do know that law enforcement officers pulled him over and killed him. The right. sheriff's department. Well, and, and now, Ernest, me, before you continue... They might be members of the Ku Klux Klan. Right, that's, that's what I was getting at. Before, before you continue, let me... They, were, let they me, were law enforcement officers. Right, absolutely. Let me, let, me, let me interject. Okay, back in those days, you almost had to be a member of the Klan, in case people don't realize this, to be to hold any type of office in the South, to be a mayor, a sheriff, or anything like that. So a lot of those people were in cahoots. That's why when somebody got lynched, it was like they would have a picnic when they were lynching the person. Because all the people, all the officials were right there, the judge, the, the sheriff, they went to lynching. So nobody's going to jail for that. So um, that that is the danger of that of that uh, the KKK, which was a homegrown terrorist organization, one of the few terrorist organizations that's that's uh, original to the United States of America. So if you and, want to fight a terrorist, and, fight the and, KKK. And most white people, we're, we're living under a system of racism and white supremacy. And although they don't identify with the KKK out in the open, they still believe. And the things that the KKK is saying. I mean, you just can look at the t- look look at Square Off. Look at those those white people that come on Square Off, and some of them are not even Gentiles. Uh, they have a lot of animus, and you listen to these hate radio stations around the city. Oh, I've heard them. I've heard them. Yeah. They have a lot of animus. It's incredible. Black it's incredible. Some stuff they say, and I would recommend to to. Uh, the Irish black person. Listen to the right wing radio stations once in a while. Then you'll realize what's what's going on out here as far no, it's as not just, it's, true feelings. It's, it's so, not it's, just Trump. I mean, this right. is why he got such a, a backlog. But and see, a lot of people, can, a lot of people are in denial about that. About and now, I would never vote for Trump. But see, this is something else too. We are Goyans to Jewish people. Goyans. That's in their Torah and in their Kabbalah. You know what a, a, a Goyan is. Go ahead, go ahead, uh, and go ahead and close on, on that, uh, Ernest. Go ahead, well, conclude. Well, let, let me just say, it's, it's less than a dog, and all Gentiles, and they're... So this is what's going on, in my opinion. They want... They know that Trump cannot beat... Uh, uh, they know that Trump cannot beat uh, 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 Clinton. But they know, they know that uh, uh, Saunders cannot beat... Uh, um, Trump. So now they got they got to soften Trump up. They got to soften Trump up. APEC, APEC, uh, 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 APEC and PNAC project for a new American century, who is basically a Jewish and Zionist group, and so and also APEC, they want Sanders to be the president of the United States. Now, if you look in the paper, in one of the editions of the New York Times, they say Saunders is being very quiet, but he's very Jewish. In other words, they have a dual citizenship thing. They are more aligned with Israel than they are aligned with the United States. So I want, I want uh, Clinton to win. I want him to be all of them. Because if we, if, if, Saunders uh, uh, gets elected, then you're going to have an all-out war in the Middle East, and they're going to kill all those Palestinians. Okay, thank you so much for your say a word. Thank you so much for your comment, Ernest. Right. Uh, thank you for calling. If you want to call in, you can reach us at four one zero eight 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 eight
Um, 481-1010. Okay, now now we want to go to uh, the dangers of the denial of uh, the Trump, the appeal of Donald Trump. Many polls, the Q poll just came out. I beat Hillary Clinton in a recent Fox poll. I beat Hillary Clinton in USA Today. I beat her today in a poll in Ohio. I beat, I'm the only one that beats Hillary Clinton. I beat her, and I haven't, I have not started on Hillary yet. Believe me, I'm going to start soon. I think what we're really, what we see here and what I've talked to you about, what I've talked to a lot of other commentators about, is that, that, that I don't think that the donor class, the media class, or anybody else, I don't think they're getting what's going on in this country or they're in utter denial of it. And I think last night or yesterday when we watched Mitt Romney, we saw a classic case of that. They're in total denial of what's going on in this country. 30 years, the establishment of either party has failed the American people, and the American people are upset about it, and they're tired of being told, they pat it on the head, told to go stand in the corner, we'll take care of it. Well, you haven't fixed it. You haven't fixed any of it. So why should we believe you? We have a guy who shows the leadership and the style that is necessary out there, and people are flocking to him. We've had record turnout in every state so far. Record turnout. Now, that doesn't happen by accident. So this is all because we have a person who shows the leadership skills and who is tapping into what's going on in this country like no one else has in a long, long time. I haven't seen anything like this since Ronald Reagan. Okay. Okay, and I, I know we all remember the Gipper, right? And his appeal, I mean, along along racial lines. So, so um, don't be misled by people that tell you that Donald Trump, you know, he's going to just go away. Because black people have this belief that Donald Trump is going to mentally disappear. It hasn't come to fruition yet. So I they, thought that myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I always said that these people aren't saying in polls they, they're going to um, vote for Donald Trump because, you know, they're just saying that they're going to change their mind at the, um, at, the, um, um, at the booth. But let's, let's listen to uh, uh, the uh, killer daughter for Trump. Uh Let's bring that up, just so people understand what's going on out here. Mitt Romney urging Republicans to split the vote, hoping this July's convention in Cleveland will have to be brokered. Today's New York Times reports the rank and file are rebelling against being told what to do. One Trump supporter said Trump would have to, quote, shoot her daughter for her vote to change. To prepare for possible protests, Cleveland has requested thousands of more police officers for this summer, plus 2,000 riot suits and batons. There's nothing short of Trump shooting my daughter in the street and my grandchildren. There is nothing and nobody that's going to dissuade me from voting for Trump. Uh, you know, when you're in this business, you're looking for good quotes. Um, wow. <laughs> okay, okay. So now that we understand what's, what's going on, let's go back to the phones for a minute. And I'll explain what they meant by, before, before we do that, mm -hmm. let me explain real quick what they meant by, because the lines are lit up, but just hold, hold tight, people. Um, I'll explain what they meant by a broken convention. What, what, what Mitt Romney is hoping for, what he's trying to explain to uh, Rubio, uh, Moeller and Curley, I mean, well, uh, Rubio, mm -hmm. Trump's Mo, but, you know, with Rubio and, and uh, the other yo-yo, uh, uh, Tom Cruise. Ted Cruz. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. What he was trying to explain to those two jokers was that, look, he said um, what, he's trying to get them to understand that if they deny Trump the 1,200 delegates that he needs, if Trump gets 1,200 delegates, it's a wrap. He's going to be the nominee, and there's nothing they can do about it. But if they can deny him that 1,200, what it has to go to the convention. And what they can do, they have two types of uh, conventions. One's a contested convention, and one's a brokered convention. 
In a contested convention, you keep voting and voting and voting. The Dallas keeps voting, voting, and voting until the winner emerges during that convention that they hold. And um, during a broken convention, the party leaders can actually pick somebody. They can pick Rubio. Even though he's losing, they can just pick anybody to be the presidential nominee. And they did that in 1968 at the uh, Democratic convention. They had a riot. They had a riot because they had a pro-war guy, Humphrey, was nominated. And um, that's why they ordered all that riot gear for the for the Republican uh, um, uh, for, for the Republican convention. So it, I think it's going to be in Cleveland. That's why they ordered all that riot gear and, and the riot batons and all that stuff. Because it took the National Guard and uh, the, the whole police force uh, of, of Chicago to put down that riot at the Democratic convention when they just selected somebody that never even, that didn't even run, basically, to be the presidential nominee. You know, they didn't win any caucuses. I mean, okay, okay, uh, let's go to the phones. I'm sorry. Okay, uh, Benjamin, you're on the line. How's it going, Benjamin? Fine. How you doing? doing How's right. it going? Why don't we just do this as black people? We don't have to get in the woods, try to explain a lot of stuff. It's very simple. If the Republicans win and get a chance to name uh, Supreme one Court or two more mm-hmm. persons to the Supreme Court. That's the other point that I was about to mention. Go ahead. We are in trouble for years. Yep. You understand that? I agree. So we don't have to say, and Bernie Sanders, people say, he sounds so good. They're not going to elect a 74-year-old communist. And that's what they're going to call him by the, if he gets the nomination. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, thank you, Ernest. Win. So why are we even talking about Bernie Sanders? We thank should, you, Ernest. If we got good sense, we should <laughs> just go. And I okay. heard a show on this station not too long ago. Oh. People telling lies said that Bernie Sanders have overcame uh, Hillary. And okay. Thank you so much, Ernest. That. Thank you so much for your comment. Uh, next up, we're going to go to Candria. Uh, Candria, how's it going? I'm good. How are you doing? I want to just back up, piggyback on your caller. Uh, I forgot to ask us about the KKK oh. being the clergy, <laughs> the law, et cetera, et cetera. They are the stalwarts of the country. Donald Trump is merely the voice of white America who do want to hide their face and think that it's not political. You are oh, also now, so I'm right not about say... Bernie Sanders. He is a Jew. Their whole intention is to destroy the Palestinians well. in their own country who did nothing to them. Hillary Clinton, I got two things to make about her. When she was uh, running with Obama, I don't know why we forget so fast what she said. I'm not stopping until one of us gets shot. There was a plain call for the skinheads to assassinate Obama. Her husband said, that's the biggest fairy tale he ever heard of, a black man and the president well, of the United States well, of America. Okay? I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to say that all white people feel the way Donald Trump said. I'm not going to go that far, but, but uh, you know, and of course all white people aren't, aren't um, haters and all this kind of stuff. Because that's nonsense. But I will say that uh, that a great, great number of white people do agree with what he's saying. They indicate it with their votes. So, you know, and some black people actually agree with Donald Trump because a lot of black people want to vote for him. Um, and as far as Hillary Clinton, um, she called uh, black uh, children super predators. Okay? And and she was, uh, she, while she was trying to back up her husband's uh, omnibus crime bill, was set us on the road for mass incarceration. So, um, I... You know, and, and as a matter of fact, a young lady showed up at one of her rallies, the speaker of the third people that thought at a Trump rally, with a sign that said, um, we're going to bring him to heel. That was a comment by Hillary Clinton. We're going to bring these super predators to heel. She actually said that. And uh, Hillary Clinton read the sign on her chest. She said, okay, what's that sign? We're going to bring them to heel. And then she figured that out. It was something she said years ago. And a young lady said, and, and she was uh, so gentle about it, she said, I'm not a super predator. Could you apologize to black people? Are you willing to apologize? And she didn't apologize. She, they just threw her out. They just, um, you know, walked out to the door throughout, you know, without ceremony. Next caller. Okay, next up we have Tyrone. How's it going, Tyrone? Okay, 
Let me ask you a question. Um, in this country, they say it's more white people than black. They, they right? don't say, Tyrone, that's a fact. There is a, okay. that's a fact. Uh, white people make up about 70, 67 to 70% of the population. They are a majority. What's called a majority? We are minority, more minority because we make up 12%. The Hispanics have a bigger percentage than we have now because of all the influx of, of, of uh, immigrants or whatever you want to call them. Right. Okay, so then you have others. So, yes, that is a fact. They are the, they are the uh, majority of the United States population. And they vote, by the way. We don't. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. So, Oh, That's why, uh, that. One more thing. That's why the Republicans don't pay us no mind. They really don't. They don't even mention us at their at their uh, their um, debates because they know we're only twelve percent of the population. And we vote Democrats. So they they don't they don't even pay us a, a bit of mind. But go ahead. I'm sorry. So so um, they said that within fifteen to twenty years, Hispanics will um, be a, a majority. No no no. What you're saying is in um, in. in by 2045, white people will no longer be in the majority population. They will exactly. they will drop below 50 percent. Not just okay. Hispanics, but Chinese, black people, uh, Ta- Taiwanese, um, Hispanics. It will add up to more than a majority of the population. So for the first time in history, we will have a population that's uh, minority white. Go ahead. Okay. I just so, want to keep it so, factual. So, so uh, um, if if um, if you trace your white man history back. If he feels as though um, his number is going to be shortened, um, then I think they, they want to have their cells in a key position, like President of the United States. That's why I think they want to keep Donald Trump in there. Well, with one exception, all the presidents have been white. So I don't, you know, I don't know why that would, you know, why that would be such a shocking, uh, you know, yeah. uh, idea. <laughs> Every president white, with one exception, that Barack Obama, he's half white. So. Yeah. Yeah, but if the, if the population is changing, then that, that, that white domination will be over. Not necessarily. Um, people may still see. We'll we'll vote for white candidates. A lot of white people won't. Some white people, not all, because so, I don't want people to think that all white people hate black people. I don't believe that. Right, I right. really don't. So let's not no, go there. No. It's just a distraction. Right. But but um, but what I'm saying is that some some black people still vote for white people. We don't. We vote for white people. We don't have a problem with that. Some white people do have a problem vote with black people, however, or people of any other race for that matter. Um, go ahead, sir. Well, what is, tell me, what is, what is the, the uh, fascination with Donald Trump? Well, I mean, what? what As I said me, before, Donald Trump uh, tells it like it is. I got a, I got a clip. Let me go ahead. Um, okay. Thank you, oh. I'm going to play this clip, and then it'll help explain to you um, what's going on. Uh, Donald Trump, the flip-flopper. Let's pull that up, and we'll explain uh, um, the, um, the, uh, the, um, the uh, appeal of Donald Trump. One of the things people love about you is they believe you tell it like it is. But time and time again in this campaign, you have actually told the voters one thing, only to reverse yourself within weeks or even sometimes days. We've teed up just three examples in a videotape similar to those we used with Senator Rubio and Senator Cruz in the last debate. The first is on whether the war in Afghanistan was a mistake. Watch. What about in Afghanistan? Do you believe that American boots should stay on the ground in Afghanistan to stabilize the situation? We made a terrible mistake getting involved there in the first place. That thing will collapse about two seconds after they leave. Just as I said that Iraq was going to collapse after we leave. So, about Afghanistan, you said we made a terrible mistake getting involved there in the first place. We made a mistake going into Iraq. I've never said we made a mistake. Is our question 
Afghanistan yeah. was about Afghanistan. That day, well, okay, I never said was that. Okay, wouldn't matter. I never said it. And there are many other examples. So how is any of this telling it like it well, is? Well, in Afghanistan, I did mean Iraq. I think you have to stay in Afghanistan for a while because of the fact that you're right next to Pakistan, which has nuclear weapons, and we have to protect that. Okay. So that's the appeal of Donald Trump. He, to, to a lot of people, he tells it like it is. He just tells it wrong sometimes, and then he flips out, flops on what he actually said. And people don't notice that. They're very forgiving of it. So, um, uh, Leroy, do you have anything to add? Um, yeah, you know, I'm, well, uh, going back to uh, to what Zach said about him flip-flopping when it came to when it came to really, you know, truly knowing David Duke, you know, back, uh, you know, almost over 10 years ago with the uh, Reform Party. But then also, you know, I, I find it kind of ironic that Mitt Romney is uh, really calling him out. Um, and as we know, Mitt Romney is known for flip-flopping everywhere during, um, you know, both of his presidential campaigns. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mitt, <clears throat> Mitt Romney's a known flip-flopper. That's why I say when, when Mitt Romney, you know, <laughs> to denounce Donald Trump, you know, like I said, that's like uh, that's like uh, Dracula denouncing the wolf, man, you know, basically. <laughs> because, yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, I mean, I mean, which which devil do you want, you know, uh, <laughs> if you want to use that term, if you pardon the pun. You know, one mm-hmm. that you know, the one you don't know, as the saying goes. Right. But, and and but, um, uh, we're uh, actually a little bit past the halfway point. Um, so we're going to go ahead and uh, and drop uh, the call Tyrone advertisement. Did your air conditioning go bust this summer? Or do you need a new furnace for the coming winter? I think you better call Tyrone. Those other companies tried to reduce my family's bank account to zero. But when we called Tyrone, he became our hero. Hello, this is Tyrone, owner of BPPW, telling you don't be overcharged for your air conditioning and heating installations. BPPW can install a new furnace, heat pump, or air conditioning system at very reasonable rates. Don't wait until icicles are hanging off your nose this winter. Call BPPW now at 410-978-6889. We currently offer a 10-year warranty on parts and labor and a lifetime warranty on compressors for air conditioning and heat pump installations. You may qualify for a 30% tax rebate on some installations. So, before you go with the other guys, call Tyrone now at 410-978-6889. Okay, uh, okay, let's talk about conservatism. Conservatism. I know I'm not saying that probably, but conservatism. Conservatism. Thank you. <laughs> conservatism. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Um, according to Dr. Claude Anderson, that's code for anti-blackism. Okay, and I know a lot of people would, would um, beg to disagree. But um, according to uh, Dr. Claude Anderson, is the author of uh, Powernomics, by the way. And um, he says that, well... There was two times. One of the things about conservatism is is, is the um, support for states' rights and things like that. And the reason why people don't like states' rights is there's several times in history where the um, federal government actually came to the aid of, of black people and, and disadvantaged peoples, mainly black people. Once was um, and for black people in particular was the uh, Civil War. Uh, when they uh, intervened and in, in, ended slavery, the federal government did that. It wasn't states that did it. it was the federal government. Okay, and then and then ending much gen, much of gen, official Jim Crow, much of official Jim Crow is ended by the federal government. So there's there's some things that the government offered in the way of protections, and a lot of the the Fourteenth Amendments and, and all these amendments were passed by the federal government. So 
when when they when people are saying, saying states' rights, you know, there there are things that state rights um, were railed against, like the ending of slavery. There were people down south that thought it was a good idea to own other people um, during the you know during the um, antebellum days in the south. So there are things that the federal government can do for us. But right now, what I want to do is. Um, I want to go to uh, a big rally after the beatdown by, by uh, Donald Trump. They had and you made fun of his spelling. You called him a con artist. You suggested he wet himself backstage at the last debate, along with other vulgar jokes and jabs. So what happened? Yeah, you know, Brett, let me say something. This campaign for the last year, Donald Trump has basically mocked everybody with personal attacks. He's done so to people that are sitting on the stage today. He's done so about people that are disabled. He's done it about every other candidate in this race. So if there's anyone who's ever deserved to be attacked that way, it's been Donald Trump for the way he's treated people. It is the only campaign that in the going forward can and will be Donald Trump in this election. I've heard Ted say that over and over again on television, that he's the only one that can beat me. Just for the record, I've won 10. He's won three or four. Last week, in fact, on Tuesday, I was a half a million votes higher than him. I was a million votes higher than Marco. One million votes. That's a lot of votes and was by far in first place. So I keep hearing that he's the only one that can beat me, but he's getting beaten very, very badly. So where does this come from? Where does it come from? There is no doubt that Donald has done well in these elections. There's no doubt about that. The numbers are there. The numbers also say two-thirds of the people who have cast a vote in a Republican primary or caucus have voted against you. They do not want you to be our nominee. Since we're talking about polls, I beat Hillary Clinton by more than anybody, by 11 points. And the reason it happens... You know, the reason is because, as the Democrats tell me all the time, I can get the crossover votes. Okay, that was, that was Shep. You had, you had Larry, Bo, and Curly, and Shep was trying to quiet everybody down. <laughs> John Cassius. But it looked like a circus there. I mean, if you saw that Republican debate, it was disgraceful. Uh, let's take the next caller. Okay, next up on the line, we have Brother Carlos. How's it going, Brother Carlos? How you doing, hey, Carlos? Hey, brothers, how you doing today? All right. Hey, you guys, uh, a great, great information source. Well, let me ask you, when you said uh, that uh, conservatism was, is defined by Claude Anderson as being anti-black and so forth, uh, my question to you would be, then, what is a black conservative? I have never been able ask, to... You might want to ask uh, Clarence Thomas that, uh, <laughs> uh, Carlos. Let's see what he says. Go uh, I mean, you want me, uh, in other words... You want to articulate that, or you want to ask Clarence Thomas? Because well, Clarence Thomas claims to be a black conservative, and he's voted well, conservative on well, every issue, including well, affirmative action. Well, yeah. Okay, and let me, let me, let me, let me, before, let me interject for you. Um, with John, with with um, with with uh, Dr. Claude Anderson, the other power now said in addition to that was um, that uh, conservative means to keep the status quo. In right. other words, what part in history do you, as a black person, want to keep? You want to keep slavery? You want to keep? You want to conserve Jim Crow? What do you want to conserve? Exactly. Or is, that, is it more uh, likely to be what they call a reactionary? That is to go back. to take Absolutely. Back. That be the same? Okay, well, that's all I wanted to know. And uh, uh, as, as P.D. Bonham said, uh, you know, a sucker is born every minute. So when we see Donald Trump, we know that uh, you know, selling his, his wares, we know a sucker is born every minute. Thank you. Uh, thank you for calling, Carlos. Carlos. 
And uh, it's a shame, but but what you said is true. Uh, Donald Trump is a, is a charlatan, and so and a lot of people don't realize that he's saying stuff that you want to hear. And by the way, again with Hillary Clinton, I, when I'm looking at this field, I'm not excited about none of these people. Um, I, I think I would lean more towards Bernie Sanders because he's been arrested for civil rights and trying to segregate the schools in Chicago, and 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 he was actually arrested, uh, and and uh, the University of Chicago and the public housing in Chicago. He was he was arrested and he was harassed by the police for protesting against uh, police brutality in the sixties. So and he also has a plan to put black people. He's articulated that plan to put black people back to work in the cities. Okay, and uh, I've heard no other candidate even say anything close, including including uh, Hillary Clinton, who's uh, who's you know the Clintons came up with with uh, things like NAFTA that sent jobs overseas. When I was in Korea, I, I hardly even see a car, you know. An American car on the streets. I saw millions of cars, you know, what looked like millions of cars on the streets, but no American cars. That's because they, you know, and what I found out later was that um, they only let like 10,000 American cars in the country a year. Um, that's up from, you know, it was lower before. And then to our half a million, we we let them bring a half million cars into our country. And that translates into, in case you can't figure this out, people, into a loss of jobs. Okay, and that's why a lot of our plants, we had a GM plant right here in Baltimore that closed down, transmission plant on Browning Highway. It's gone now. And because um, a lot of those jobs, again, have been sent overseas. They just closed Carrier Corporation down in the United States and laid off a bunch of carriers, an HVAC company. They closed, they, they moved that to Mexico. And, um, you know, they had this big meeting and the people were cussing. They were mad because they were telling them their jobs were ending. And they said, oh, calm down, people. This is just a business. This is strictly a business um, decision. It's like... <laughs> As if it, you know, didn't mean it. But Carrier had so much cash that they were actually buying their own stock with their money. So it wasn't like um, they actually need to send those jobs overseas. They just want every nickel. That's how these corporations are now. They want every nickel. And I think that uh, also uh, Donald Trump's uh, run for presidency, um, it also affects the Democratic side um, because you have a lot of people who don't believe that Sanders could beat Trump and Trump is looking like he's going to be the nominee. So even though they might not necessarily agree with Hillary Clinton, they might vote for her just because she can beat Trump. But, and also, oh, uh, I, there's a but to that. Uh, some of the stats that I looked at shows that Bernie Sanders actually beats Trump by six points higher than Hillary Clinton. Mm. So, you know, I, I, a lot of these polls are showing Bernie Sanders does better against Trump than Hillary Clinton. A lot of the polls. But, I, you know, I know... Uh, Hillary Clinton is a golden girl, and and and, uh, Hil and Bill Clinton was uh, um, the first black president. So, right. if you look at listen to the media, they they really like her. It's not hard to see that. It's it's not even hidden. They want they want to promote her. They they pretty much want to ignore Bernie Sanders, even when he does well. They don't want to talk about it. They just go well, on and tell how well Hillary Clinton's doing. Go ahead. Uh, well, um, well, there's a, a political science professor from at uh, Stony Brook University. His name is Helmut Norputh. I think I'm saying that right. Um, he says that his his uh, statistical model predicts that. If Donald Trump wins the uh, the if he becomes the Republican nominee, he has a 97 percent chance of beating Hillary Clinton in the general election and a 99 percent chance of beating Bernie Sanders. And um, supposedly uh, Northpuff's North equation correctly predicted Bill Clinton's victory in 96, uh, Bush's win in 2004 and Obama's win in 2012. Well, that goes back to what I'm saying about, you know, that we get two terms of a Democrat and then. One term of, I mean, two terms of the Democrat, then you get the Republicans come in. So mm -hmm. you know that, and if you if you're thinking about, it, that's the danger of having Donald Trump as front runner for the uh, Republican Party. And and it, as far as women, that uh, more women actually distrust Hillary Clinton 
you know, then then um, then trust her is because with Hillary Clinton, a lot of it is a trust issue because she flip flops on so much stuff. Forty nine percent of women distrust Hillary Clinton to forty four percent. And if you just um, control for white women, it's even higher because uh, most of her votes, a lot of her votes, the Democratic Party is, 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 you know, a lot of the black people are actually going for Hillary Clinton as opposed to Sarge. Even though Sarge is actually is actually identifying stuff that specifically address the needs of African-Americans like um, mass incarceration and, and uh, employment, you know, the, the large number. We, we're averaging 50 percent unemployment in a, in a lot of our cities. So even though, you know, he's actually saying that and when he was at the um, his at the uh, debate, he actually identified why black lives matter. He didn't say black lives matter. He, he, he articulated why, you know, because some 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 mother. It's, sends her son out, she'll know he's coming back. Some police officers and racist police might, might shoot him to death or something. Saying he lunged or something like that. That's real. That's real to a lot of people. Some people are in denial about it, but again, we're in denial about a lot of things. Um, so it doesn't look, and, and by the way, Ted Cruz is is not much better than Donald Trump. And, they, and, and in reality, even though the Republicans would rather have him than Trump, because Trump is so unpredictable, they, uh, they, they would, they, <laughs> they would rather have Rubio than all of them because they can control Rubio. Um, uh, Ted Cruz again is no better than Donald Trump because he's actually uh, recited green eggs and ham. A lot of people don't remember this, but he recited green eggs and ham on the Senate floor while he was trying to block Obama legislation uh, in a filibuster. So, <laughs> and they, and when they talk about cuts, they're not talking about cutting the military. They're not going to cut the military. They're going to cut programs that affect people, education. You know, and, and and the like, you know, social programs. That's what they want to cut, you know, medical and all that. And they and they already said that they're going to repeal Obamacare. Ted Cruz has already said he's going to appeal Obamacare as soon as he gets in the office. And uh, Donald Trump has said he's going to just just um, do away with all those executive orders that Obama signed. So these people are very radical that are leading the uh, Democratic uh, Party. And a lot of this this stuff comes from. Uh, <coughs> From, from people being dissatisfied with, you know, the things in the country. Now, I've even seen a, um, uh, a poll where they had union members. A lot of union members were switching over to Donald Trump because they they because they believe stuff he's saying about trade. They're, they're, you know, and the union members are traditionally Democrat, by the way, in case, in case you don't know. But they're seeing their jobs, you know, being exported and by these uh, CEOs that are paying themselves millions in salaries, but at the same time cutting their jobs. And so they get so they get rewards of more money. And uh, capitalism is, is, by the way, is out of control. You know, I know a lot of people don't want to vote for Bernie Sanders because he's a socialist, but he's a democratic socialist. There's a lot of countries in Europe that are social, that are socialist countries, and thousands of people have died fighting against communism without even knowing what it, you know, what it is. Okay, <laughs> but um, socialism and communism are two different things. You have you you have a lot of democratic socialist countries. I think Scandinavia, uh, Scandinavia is one of them, and. You know, you have a lot of those Nordic countries that are actually socialist countries, and they 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 run quite well. You know, as far as people being having access to health care and things like that of that nature. Whereas in this country, we're quite um, complacent about letting people go without health care. Um, you know, you let them um, if they're laying under the bridge in a tent, that's fine. You know, as long as it's not me. You know, so we got to be real careful when we throw these labels around about and try to understand. You know what people are talking about. So. And uh, in addition, um, I do think that, um, you know, when it comes to certain words and uh, labels like socialism, um, 
um, you spoke earlier about, you know, coded language. So you have uh, phrases such as states' rights. Um, you have people labeled socialists and even um, Donald Trump's slogan, Make America Great Again, um, which he actually took from uh, Ronald Reagan and actually, um, you know, try to get trademarked for, for himself. There's a lot of coded language and people don't look at the underlying um the underlying definition of uh, what these terms actually mean. Yeah, and Ronald Reagan, by the way, um, he coined the term uh, welfare queens and all that. Everybody knew something about black women. You know, everybody knew that. So the, these coded, coded language is something that the people that they're addressing, their base that they're addressing, understand exactly what they mean. But we may not get it. It might go right over our heads. Uh, let's take the next call. Okay. Uh, we have Mark. How's it going? Hey, how y'all doing? All right, Mark. Doing how's right. it going? Uh, great show. I just... Um actually turned it on but um you know i watched the debate you know uh, hillary and bernie you know they both whoever win the democratic nomination i hope um people just come out in groves and absolutely you know, because uh the republican party you know they created donald trump and and by the way um they couldn't pin him down on when he gonna bring his jaws back over here but, <laughs> um uh the, the donald the trump party, uh, mark Do donald trump has uh, according to Rubio, Donald Trump wears uh, um, his, his his clothes are made in China, uh -huh. uh, his ties are made in China, shoes are made in China. Even his wives, you know, are born from overseas. Okay, his wife now she's a she comes from um, one of those Nordic countries over there. You know, and I'm not saying anything's wrong with that, but uh -huh. you know, you're talking about people that have been here for generations. You got uh, Rubio and Cruz. They just they they they're one generation Americans. You know, uh -huh. Cruz was born overseas when it was, when they thought they suspected Obama was born overseas. It was a problem. Now nobody's even questioning the fact this man's born overseas. It's supposed to be okay now. Okay. You know what, partner? I don't, I don't believe none of them. Let me tell you why, they. to me, they disqualified themselves for being president this term or last term. Number one, last term, and I watched it very closely, um, they did everything that they can to suppress the vote. They did every, they've been the most obstructionist, racist party ever, and their, their constituents been sticking with them. They threw them under the bus. Millions of them... Uh, uh, do have the Affordable Care Health Care Act? Millions of them right. are poor in those red states. They right, they're voting against their own self-interest because they think their own self. But we're not going to yeah. do that. Whoever wins the Democratic nomination, uh, we're going to make sure they go Absolutely. forward. I watch the debates. We our, our candidates talk like they got some sense. They spend at least twenty, thirty minutes on Flint and stuff like that. Right, these guys—they're not talking about each other. They're not talking about uh, what needs to be done. They're talking about each other. They That's assault right. each other. Talk about their hands. Win. They are not going to win, <laughs> brothers. They're not going to win. We're well, we well, going to vote them out. Mark, they they Mark, don't deserve it. Mark, I'm, I'm mad we got, can't sleep. Don't sleep. The, Mark. The Senate away. Mark, don't sleep on yeah. don't sleep on Trump, man. You know, black people have been sleeping. We're in denial about the amount of people that would actually vote for Donald Trump. And so far, he's leading the pack in the Republican Party. And there are people that are in the Democratic Party that, 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 that may prefer to vote for Donald Trump than Hillary Clinton. Yes, sir. And yes. you know the Republican Party created Donald Trump. Absolutely. The kind of voters that he's that he's got coming out for him um, are the kind of people that used to uh, stand around and 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 have a party when they had the lynchings and stuff. Well, <laughs> well, um, well, they they created that monster, um, and and Romney was trying to be Doctor Frankenstein. He's trying to defuse the Frankenstein monster, but it, 40, you know it's not working Mr. so far. Seven percent of people that would vote for the president ain't about nothing. And the white people realized he was talking about them too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. That's how they feel behind. That's what. That's what they talk about to their billionaire friends behind closed doors when they think nobody's listening. Look, when our smart, articulate uh, president who succeeds in spite of like black people do, 
Y'all seen him in there dancing with the hundred and him and his wife dancing with the hundred and six year old woman. Yeah, uh, mm. yeah, so uh, cool. Obama, President so Obama. Cool, man, we we gonna win. We always do. In That's positive thinking. They throw at us, we win. Y'all That's, brothers have good. Ah, uh, you too. Me too. That's All very right. positive thinking. But I, again, I wouldn't sleep on Trump. Just about everything. Even even the, the pundits have been wrong. They oh, this thing here is gonna kill Trump. That's gonna be the end of him. He said this, and that's got to be the end of him. And he'll never make more than twenty percent of the of the uh, polls. He never pull more than twenty percent. But the, he superseded all the expectations so far. And I'm not saying I like Trump. I don't like Trump again for the main reason being he's gonna be in charge of nuclear bombs. <laughs> okay, and 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 whether or not the world survives, you know, or not. So, and that's not a good person to have a person with his his uh, disposition to be in charge of a nuclear nuclear arsenal with, with a country as powerful as the United States of America against countries like Russia, who have bombs too, and China, who have bombs too. By the way, uh, Zach, next caller. Okay, next up we have Kate on line one. How's it going, Kate? Oh, I'm good. Listen, as you can see, I am non-Caucasian and I am not Hispanic. But I wish Donald Trump would win because he'd probably, probably wake up the sleeping people known as black people who need to understand it is time for us to get some money to these people and do something for ourselves because they're never going to do nothing for us. 500 years have proven that, okay? Right, right. I've, I've heard that before. I, I've heard, actually heard that. Uh, articulated by black people before, Kate, and I, I, you know, so I. This is not, you know, you're not saying something that's unique, but I will say this: um, we have we have a government, okay? We pay taxes, and um, we're subject to whatever you know whites are getting, <laughs> more or less. I mean, why would we? Let's take Baltimore, for instance. Why would we find it acceptable that these wealthy developers get all the contracts and stuff in Baltimore City, and that the taxpaying citizens of Baltimore? Um, who, by the way, have uh, a 51.8% unemployment rate in places like Santan, Winchester, and can't, we can't employ our people. Why should we let them have all the contracts and we don't have a sizable uh, minority of the contracts when we're majority of the population? No, the government has things that they should be doing. They should be doing their job. I get all the, fact, I get all the thing about um, empowering ourselves and all that. I'm the last person you need to lecture about empowering yourself. I own a business, so... I am the last person that needs to be lectured about empowering yourself or or doing for yourself. You know, I was commissioned officer in the military. I, I've run things. I've run uh, military units. I've commanded the military units. So I'm the last person to tell that to or, or lecture to. But I get what you're saying. But I don't think we need Donald Trump to be president of the United States. I'm sorry. I beg to disagree. And this concludes another episode of the uh, Call Tyrone Show. And what we're going to do is we have closing comments by Zachary and uh, Leroy Myers. Uh, yes, um, I'm just going to say that um, for President Obama, African-Americans came out for uh, in record numbers to vote, and we have to keep up that momentum and do the same. Uh, Leroy? Uh, yeah, well, according to Politico, Stormfront, which is a uh, a popular white nationalist, yeah, I've heard nationalist that. website, <laughs> I've read yeah, it claims that a surge of Trump-inspired traffic has forced administrators to upgrade their servers. So we don't know if it's true, but if it is true, then, you know, stay woke. Don't, don't again. I'm gonna tell y'all one more time. Don't sleep on Donald Trump. Black people are in gross denial of, of Trump popularity. It's not a it's not a it's not a fabrication of our imagination. It's real. And thank you for your time and join us next week for the next exciting edition of the Call Tyrone Show at two o'clock on Monday. Let's start by being honest with ourselves. As a nation.